0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, It's going to be a bit of a short show this week, Uh, not a whole lot of topics. We'll talk a little bit about tech basketball. Um, We'll get into a little bit of baseball this week. Um, And a couple questions that came through this week, and then I will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So, uh, obviously, if you watched uh, the game today, Very tough loss, and, you know, you know, Tech, just uh, too many turnovers, didn't take care of the basketball the way they needed to. And, yes, I know the officiating wasn't that good either, but, you know, uh, you you can't make it that close by not taking care of the basketball. So um, what's the big picture with this loss? You know, Tech, I think, had a shot at a two seed if they had won out. Um, And then certainly, you know, the goal has been – to get to um, where Tech plays at Fort Worth in San Antonio, I think unfortunately that dream is probably down down the drain at this point. Um, I'm still rooting against Baylor tonight um, because maybe maybe Tech can uh, you know overtake Baylor and on that two seed line, uh, but I just I think to uh, just a, just a really bad loss, obviously. Um, you know the good news is a lot of teams lost uh, today. Auburn being one, Purdue being another. Um, so you had some upsets. Kentucky lost, but again, uh, you know, I, I just think it's it's going to be very difficult now uh, for Tech to get the two seed and to and and especially get that um, you know Fort Worth San Antonio run um, in the NCAA tournament. Um, so. I'm hoping now this does not mean that Tech has to go west because the brackets I've seen where Tech is out west, they end up having to go to Portland, which, you know, no thank you. Don't want to have to go there and then have to play in San Francisco. Uh, Again, no thank you. Um, You know, by the way, did the NCAA this year decide, hey, let's pick, like, the most crime-addled, riotous, dangerous, dumpy cities for – uh, sites because Portland is is a site this year. Milwaukee, where they love to riot, is a site this year. Um, then San Francisco, which is dumpy and they love to riot, is a site this year. Uh, Chicago, which you know, good luck not getting shot at there, is a site this year. So anyway, uh, just kind of, I kind of find that it. Well, I don't find it interesting. It just, I guess, it is what it is. But you know, again, um, this is not the end of Tech's ability to go far in the NCAA tournament um i think they can certainly if they even if they're shipped off to portland you know just be be careful about the population there and just you know <laughs> don't get attacked by the by the nasty portland people but um you know and same with san francisco if you advanced you know just kind of stay aware of your surroundings um you know i think certainly tech can still go on a run you know there's not a number 1 seed that intimidates me, and that includes Gonzaga. Uh, you know, Tech played Gonzaga early on uh, in the season in December. They shut down Chet Holmgren. The reason Gonzaga won that game was because of their guards going off uh, from three-point line. And, you know, so I think I think Tech is still in a very good position, even if they are a three-seed. Um, Well, I mean, we've seen it before with Tech as a three-seed. They've gotten to the Final Four. They've gotten to the Elite Eight as a three-seed and i think certainly they can they can do it this year again um but you know it, it it's uh it would have been fun to be in texas and and to do it because i mean you would have had you know essentially four home games to get to the final four um you know and and again kudos to the tech fans uh again today it was it was a home game um you, you could hear the tech fans cheering uh from the tv and and you know just unfortunately Tech made too many uh, bad mistakes down the stretch that really cost them. And, you know, now you got to gather up. You got to shake this one off quickly. And you've got a game against Kansas State, and you need to avenge that, Uh, the loss against Kansas State last month. And, you know, there's still a lot to play for. You've got the opportunity to go undefeated uh, at the the USA for the first time in the arena's history. And certainly I don't... I don't think there's any reason that won't happen. I mean, Tech is very good at home. I think the fans are going to show up loud and proud on Monday, and you know let's let's put a beating to Kansas State. Um, take our frustrations from today out on Kansas State. So, by the way, I do want to say a couple things about TCU and their players. Um, you know, that linebacker dude that was clotheslining people after night, he did that in the, the game in Lubbock. You know, he acted like a fool hot dog. So, you know, I'll, we'll remember that. And then Micah Peavy, this whole idea of what's a revenge game, we treated you very well when you were at Tech. You know, you have, it's, it's your prerogative to enter the transfer portal, but you were not done wrong here. And so don't act like a fool and then just lay, you know, one or two points, you know, at the game. So whatever, uh, TCU, you know, you can go back to uh, whatever whatever you weirdo TCU Horn frog people do, but, um, you know, just a tough loss today, uh, especially, especially after early this week, you know, Tech took, I mean, just Tech beat down Oklahoma and, and you know, got, <laughs> that was, they got that done on, on uh, Tuesday night. So, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, what they got to do Monday night is just do the same thing to Kansas State. And you know the Oklahoma State game, I think, is going to be very interesting. Tech has had struggles in Stillwater. You know, Oklahoma. That's that is essentially going to be Oklahoma State's uh, NCAA tournament game because you know they cannot they cannot play in the Big Twelve tournament, cannot play in the NCAA tournament. And you know, I'll get on my soapbox on that right now. You know, I think I think Oklahoma State was completely hosed. By the NCAA. Um, you know, I think it was basically, well, Kansas is cheating. What should we do? And NCAA says, well, let's just punish Oklahoma State. And just an unfortunate, but you know, I I fully expect that's gonna be a very tough game for tech. Um, you know, in Stillwater, I think Oklahoma Oklahoma State typically plays tech very well, especially in Stillwater. And so, you know, just they gotta be ready to play. Um, but I think the big the big loss uh with today's Losses, I think number two seed certainly out the window, and and the opportunity to play in Texas um, throughout the NCAA tournament going into the Final Four is probably done. So, um, you know, not all hope is lost. I'm sure some fans are melting down, but it just I hate losing. I always hate losing, um, and especially like TCU. Ugh, I really don't like losing to them because you know they're. They're bozos, as far as I'm concerned. So, but anyway, uh, you know, on to the next one. Let's let's take the frustration out on Kansas State and give them a beatdown. Um, and they're they're owed a beatdown for the the game back in January. So, let's uh, shift gears a little bit to Tech baseball. Um, it was good to see Tech baseball play today. You know, they they ended last weekend, um, going one and two in the tournament in Arlington. Um, they lost a really close game to Auburn last Saturday, um, and Auburn's a good team. I think you know certainly that'll be a team probably will be in the tournament and and could could get a super regional. Who knows? Um, and then that they, they just you know Tech had a really horrible game against um, Arizona last Sunday, and just I mean the, it just nothing nothing really went right uh, for Tech in that game, and so. Uh, you know they they ended up going one and two. They they came back last Tuesday and played uh, Dallas Baptist, got that win to go two and two, and then unfortunately yesterday's uh, baseball game was postponed because uh, uh, the cold weather. We've had a little bit of a cold cold spell here, um, not too bad. I mean, it's it's bad for baseball, but I mean not. I mean what certainly not like last year when we were at, you know below zero, but um. You know, tech play today, and, and it is an up and down game. You know, um, I think this, like I said, I think this team is still trying to find itself and find who the who the who the players are going to be, who the big people stepping up. Uh, Trendon Parrish, he has really um, impressed me. Pitched really well last weekend, and then came in and was able to close out um, Kent State in the ninth today. Um, you know, Kurt Wilson does what Kurt Wilson does, and hits a home run when Tech needs it the most. And he was able to get that done. Um, but, yeah, there's just uh, – this this team, uh, I think this is going to be a process. And, you know, it's it's going to be a little frustrating to a lot of uh, tech, tech fans because, you know, uh, we've, we've grown accustomed to, you know, dominating and, and, you know, really even even the years that they don't win the Big 12, you, you know, just kind of running away against teams. And I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen this year. Um, but I, I still think this is a a tournament team. I think they will, I think they will host a regional. And you know, if you could take care of business in the regional, you know, who knows, who knows what happens. Uh, if you if you might able to uh, get get yourself into a position to host a super regional, or who knows. But uh, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a work in progress to see who's uh, who's gonna be the playmakers. But I think so far, you know, Trendon Parish. He's a playmaker, you know. Jay Shung obviously is going to be a playmaker. I think the problem right now is you've got to have some more batters step up um, around Jay Shung because pitchers are going to pitch around Jay Shung. And what you got to have happen, and this happened a lot last year, is when you pitch around Jay Shung, you got to make you got to make that pitcher pay with the next batter. And that was what was good today with Kurt Wilson. You know, they pitched around Jay Shung. Kurt Wilson steps up uh, to. To the plate to bat in the first inning, and again, hits a three-run homer. And so, you know, that's that's going to be the key, I think. And and you know, once that happens, you know, you the, you have that one-two punch. You know, Jay Shung's going to get your, he's going to get on base, he's going to get his hits. Um, you know, he's just got to have, he's got to have more than just him uh, taking care of business. So, but you know, th- th- it's a it's a good it's it's a work in progress. Uh, they got a doubleheader tomorrow against Kent State and hopefully they can uh, you know get both those games um, at least one hopefully but I, I you know I think they should should get both those games against Kent State and then um, they'll play Dallas Baptist again on Tuesday this time at Dallas Baptist and then they play Merrimack uh, next weekend so I think you can you can go on a little bit of a string of wins here um, and then your 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 next real big tough game is March the 8th. Um, against Mississippi State, they're playing in Biloxi, but I, I think you can get. Uh, sh- you know this this could be a a pretty tough tough out tough matchup, but um, so we'll we'll see what happens uh, with with that. So, but you know, uh, overall, a good week for Tech Athletics. It's just frustrating uh, to lose that game to TCU. Um, you know, I, it 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 hurts your your opportunity to potentially. Uh, get in the very best position possible um, to get yourself, you know, into that final four. And and I still believe Texas Tech is a final four team in basketball. Um, they're you know, they're going to be there at the end. You know, the defense plays as strong as they do. And, you know, it wasn't the defense that let them down. It was the turnovers that let them down because, you know, you turn the ball over, it's it's hard to get back on defense and get yourself set up. And that's what was really frustrating today. But, you know, you clean that up. This team this team has some offensive playmakers. You know, obviously Bryson Williams, um, you know, TJ Shannon. Um, certainly uh, you know, I think McColler's gonna come back strong. He's still, I think, a little bit injured. Um, you know, Davion Warren, Adonis Arms. So they've got some good they've got some good pieces. You just you just got to take care of the basketball better. And when you don't take care of the basketball it's gonna bite you in the butt and, and it did today against TCU so um, sky's not falling uh, I hate losing but the sky's not falling take take out take it out on Kansas State they wear purple too so just pretend they're they're TCU on Monday Tech and and they'll be just fine so um, so we're gonna go ahead and take our break and then I will come back uh, with some questions. And welcome back uh, to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, We don't have a whole lot of listener questions this week. Um, And again, I want to remind you how you can get a hold of me on listener questions. The best way to do that is to follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C-Carp Show. And usually I will tweet out um, a few hours before I record that I'm going to be recording, and you just reply to that tweet. Send that in. You can also DM me questions. Um, my DMs are open on that Twitter account. Again, it's at the C Show. So, um, so a couple questions this week. We got Fernie in Goliad, uh, and he asks um, basically a question about baseball and and kind of the what how the where is college baseball kind of ranked in the hierarchy of, of uh, college athletics, and uh, basically his question is, you know, well, if, if Tech were to win a national championship in baseball, what would that do for the university? Well, first of all, you know, if Tech can win a national championship in, a, in baseball, uh, again – I think that's it's pretty significant development no matter what sport it is because you know tech tech does not have very many team national championships they have two uh, in in their history one was uh, obviously 1993 with the Lady Raider basketball team and then the other one was back in 2019 with the track and the men's track and field team so any national championship tech wins I'll take um, but yeah I mean I I think what what Fernie is trying to Imply and raise a point here is where, what, where, what is college baseball standing in the um, kind of the hierarchy of college athletics? Um, I think in college athletics as a whole, college football is head and shoulders. It's the king of college athletics. And, and, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And, and that certainly, the, the evidence certainly holds because when you, when we talk about conference realignment, What does conference realignment always come back to? It always comes back to football. That's why Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. It's not because they want to go play baseball with the SEC or basketball. It's because they see the millions and millions of dollars that the SEC is making, and they want part of that pot. And so that's why they jump ship and go to the SEC. That's why... Um, the you know, the big 12 invites teams like Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, Houston, um, it's about football. And and I'm, and I'm not you know, I'm not, you know uh, bagging on those four teams because I think they do add something to the other sports as well, basketball and baseball. But every decision that's made by a, a university's athletic program, it's made with football in mind and that's because and and it's also because football is your big money maker and that's why you know all of this great success that tech has had in athletics hasn't been as significant as, as, significant as it should be because football has been a problem which i think that that problem's about to be solved because i do think um, I think I think Joey Maguire is going to turn this thing around. Um, I think he's made some really great, and I, I've talked about it on on previous podcasts. I think Joey McGuire was a great hire, and I think he's made some really good uh, recruiting decisions thus far. And and you know I'm anxious to see will will that translate on the on the field, and I, I believe it will. But you know football is is certainly head and shoulders king above everything. I think below football, obviously, is men's basketball because of the NCAA tournament. And, you know, we saw what happened in 2020 when they had to cancel the NCAA tournament. It, it was it was catastrophic to a lot of athletic departments. And you had uh, places like Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati got rid of soccer. Wisconsin got rid of baseball. Your 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 other sports suffered because of that. Um I would put college baseball a distant third as far as importance to a college athletics program. Um, I, you know, I still think the big three sports in our culture is football, basketball, and baseball. But baseball, you know, even Major League Baseball is a distant third. I think to the NFL. Well, the NFL, If you look at pro sports, I think the NFL is just king above all, above all. Um, and then you've got the NBA, which the, I would still put them in second, but you know, they've made some pretty terrible decisions as far as who and what political uh, beliefs they choose to stand with that has really hurt them. But what's helped them is baseball has done some, and baseball hasn't done necessarily the political stuff, but baseball has shot themselves in the foot. You know, multiple times that has kept them from being able to, you know, come back and overtake uh, Bas- uh, the, the NBA uh, specifically, um, you know, but I think in the college athletics hierarchy. I think it's the same thing. You know, football is king, head and shoulders. College basketball hasn't shot themselves in the foot like the NBA has. I think – and college basketball to me is a hundred times more watchable than the NBA has been. And and I felt that way even before the NBA went down their road of basically, you know, let's hold hands with China and embrace them. Um, you know, the NBA, it, they don't play defense – you know, this whole super team phenomenon, it, it's it's just made it not very interesting because it's it's when the season begins in the NBA, you know that it's it's down to two or three teams that have a chance to win it. You know, in the NCAA, it's usually six, seven teams. And I think certainly this year, uh, it's gonna be more than six or seven teams that have the potential to win the championship because you don't have one you know team that's head and shoulders above the best, above the best um including Gonzaga. I just you know i'm I'm not fear I'm not intimidated by Gonzaga, even though tech lost to them. I think tech could expose them if they play them and beat them but yeah, I would I would put baseball at a distant third. you know, baseball financially, your best um your best option, your best, case scenario financially with baseball is it it's 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 a break-even sport, meaning you're not losing money on it. Um, and that's I mean that's just a financial heart hard financial facts. And having said that, I love college baseball. I love watching college baseball more than Major League Baseball. I, I don't get into Major League Baseball to be honest with you uh, until maybe when the playoffs start. Um, I, I'm not gonna sit down in the middle of May and turn on my TV and watch some random game when I know there's 162 more games to go. You know, having said that, I think baseball. I think what what professional baseball has going for it is, I think it has one of it has some of the best in game experience for a fan that is at the stadium. Um, there is nothing like going to a stadium, minor league baseball game, college baseball game, major league baseball game. And experiencing that atmosphere and experiencing that, you know, time. Um, to me, baseball should really embrace that. And and I think you can, I think you can sell your sport on. We've got the best live in game experience, better than basketball, better than football. Especially, I mean, NFL football. You know, if you're middle class. You're, you're you're you can't afford to go see an NFL game, um. But you know baseball, baseball's is a lot more doable, and you know, spe- and especially if you live in an, and most people live in an area where there is a minor league baseball team, maybe an hour at hour and a half at most away from them, that they can go to a minor league baseball game, and and really, I mean that you you know that's a you can have a good experience in game experience there, but. Again, uh to Fernie's point, you know, what what would uh how would that help tech if if tech won a national championship of baseball? I think you would see a boost in in uh, enrollment. I think, you know, you, you 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 still expose your brand, your university to a national audience um with a college college uh national championship. Is it as big as going to uh New Year's Six Bowl or going to a final four? No. But I think it still exposes you to a national audience. And, you know, I'll take it. I think, I think the more that Texas Tech is exposed as a university to a national audience, the negative connotations associated with West Texas and Texas Tech evaporate more and more. Um, and, you know, this Texas Tech basketball team has exposed, um, you know, this uh, university – to the national audience multiple times already this year and and, and in positive ways. And, you know, I think it's going to pay dividends, but, you know, good question by Fernie. Um, Let's, uh, let's look, uh, I've got a question from Harrison and he is from Irianne and his question is, what do I think should happen to Jawan Howard? Really good question. Obviously, you know, I'm, most of you probably saw the footage from last week with uh, Juwan Howard and and basically punched an assistant in the face and there's been all sorts of debates Um, he was suspended by Michigan for the rest of the regular season which is five games Um, and so that means he will be able to coach Michigan in the Big Ten Conference tournament and in any postseason that they go to Um, I think you know it's going to be a stretch for them to get into the NCAA tournament so you're looking at you know the NIT which as an aside i'm at a point now with the NIT like if texas tech had a had a season where they don't go to the NCAA tournament but they have a chance to go to the NIT i would turn it down i just i don't see any benefit if you're in a major conference to go to the NIT, it's it's you know it's just like here you go, here's participation trophy. Um, but back to Juwan Howard, um, I think honestly, if I were the Mich- Michigan athletic director, I would fire Juwan Howard, um, and here's why. Number one, this is his second time where he's done this on the sidelines. He tried to fight Maryland's coach last year at the Big Ten tournament, and he had to be held back by multiple members of his coaching staff and multiple players. And so he's got – he obviously has an anger control problem, um, and that's not good. But number two, at this point, if I'm recruiting against Juwan Howard, which all these Big Ten schools are, and some of the other schools around the nation, I'm I'm playing up this whole video that, you know, do you really want to play for a coach that can't control himself? And so I think it's going to cost Michigan some recruits – if they retain Juwan Howard. And, you know, I just – to me and, – and, and honestly, there's a practical matter of what have been the results on the court. You know, this was a Michigan team that people were picking to be potentially Final Four national champion. They were preseason, like, I think number four. And they've just – they've looked awful all year. And, you know, and, I, and again, I'm not rooting for a coach to lose their job. Um, but I'm, I'm just – I'm putting myself in the shoes – of the athletic director of the University of Michigan, you know, whos I mean his job is to ensure that you have a quality athletic program at the University of Michigan, and I think Jawan Howard is a, a hindrance from that happening. I don't think they're going to fire him. I think that's a difficult uh, action to take with with one of your alumni, one of, one of your more, more famous alumni in basketball, but, you know, that's honestly what I would do. Um, so – Good questions this week. Again, um, if you would like to submit a listener question, all you need to do is best thing is to follow my uh, the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C Carp Show, and you can reply to the tweet I put out on the day I record, or you can also direct message me, and I'll I'll, I'll answer that on the next uh, podcast episode I record. So. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we're going, we're going to have a special uh, Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week uh, this week. So I'll be back in just a second. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show, and it's now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And this is going to be a, a little bit more of a melancholy uh, Tip of the Week, um, you know, obviously... Um, There's been major, major uh, developments in our world this week with uh, Russia invading the sovereign nation of Ukraine. Um, And so my tip of the week is pray for the people of Ukraine. It's, it's awful what I've read and seen and the images and, you know, it's, it's an awful situation for, for the people in Ukraine, but you've also seen a lot of people step up and, and show their true character in Ukraine um you know the the mayor of of Kiev that basically t- t- taking up arms the president of Ukraine um refusing a an airlift escape from the United States and saying he's going to fight with his fellow fellow Ukrainians um you know just an awful sad situation and it's a situation that you know makes me angry as an American that, you know, actions that our leaders have taken have allowed this to happen. And, you know, I, I yeah, I'm going to get a little political here and you can complain, whatever, can you know, whatever. Um, but, um, it's, it's just, it, it frustrates me and, you know, we're going to be affected by this and, you know, but by what Russia has done and, you know, we just we've gotten away in, in, in not only in this country, but in this world of calling and recognizing evil in this world, whether it be China and, and us just going to those Olympics and pretending that they're not abusing humans they're not responsible for the release of the covid virus to not calling out vladimir putin for what he is he's an evil he's an evil dictator that wants to dominate the world and it shouldn't take what he's done to ukraine to call him that um but at the end of the day it's the Ukrainian people, it's children that are suffering. You know, I saw images of children at school having to go down to the basement and worry about bombs coming, and it it boggles my mind because number one, you know, I I, I teach every day uh, at, at a school, and and I can only imagine being in that situation um, where I have to worry about am I gonna am I gonna have, am I gonna have bombings around my my school area and it's just it's just sad and it's an awful situation and so you know my tip of the week this week is pray for the people of ukraine and no i don't know if i doubt anybody in ukraine or russia for that matter is going to listen to this but you know there's a lot of people that stand with the people in ukraine And are disgusted by what Russia's done. And we need to be bold in how we speak out, not worry about what people are gonna say. Because quite frankly, Russia's evil. Vladimir Putin is an evil person. The government of Chinese, of the Chinese, they're evil. And they don't have the best interests of the world at hand. And we just need to pray for the people of Ukraine and pray that this situation resolves itself in a peaceful manner as soon as possible. I'll see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.